Hey, this is big, Papa Pump Scott's Diner. Yes, yes, it is me, Gerald Zipupe. Hey, this is Joe Gatto. And well, hello there. It's me, Harold the Puppet. This is Eric Yama. This is Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, and you are listening to Shootin' Poop. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 60 of Shootin' Shit. We are once again here with Sean, because the premier Joey K is having an external life crisis. And what's it called when you're going through another midlife crisis because the Phillies sucked and the Eagles are bums, but he doesn't want to admit it to himself. So he's having one of those crises. Um, but we got Sean back with us. He's been great the past couple of weeks. We still have DDJ. We can't get rid of him. We've tried. Nice and of show. course, I'm here with all of you as well. So episode 60, DDJ, let's go. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I hit the wrong video. My bad, my bad. <laughs> I hate you both. I fucking hate you both. I swear to God. All right, all right. Fuck all right so. I'm out. I'm out. You can't, man. Oh, come on. We just started. <laughs> he done walked out, DDJ. Oh, <sighs> man. You, oh, there Hello. we go. We got the uh, I guess it's going to be you. It's going to be you, me, and... Uh, <laughs> The middle, the Mrs. Middle Finger. Mrs. Middle Finger. Oh, he's back. I mean, we were waiting for you. It was an honest slip. Yeah, dude. All right, now here, I got the video ready to go. Here we go. We have ever had I, in shooting I, shit history. Like retribution. I, I, I fucking hate you both. I hate <laughs> you. I'm both. gonna get to the bottom of this. I'm gonna figure out who's been fucking with my computer, and I will have an answer by the end of this show. I guarantee it. Oh, what was it? All that downloaded porn finally fuck it up. Is that what's going on? <laughs> He'll figure it out, or his name isn't D E double N I S. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're killing oh, me right I now. Fucking hate you, boy. I fucking hate you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know I only do this because I love Okay, you, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck. Yeah, All right, Jovan. Let's, let's go, man. What are we starting off with? It's you know, you world think we just for episode 60, you two jackasses would come up with something a little bit more, you know. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get to something everybody all, everybody hates. Let's, let's deal with the monster in the room. <laughs> Let's let's get on to Braun Strowman, Choo Choo Strowman, who thinks he's uh, now apparently a seven billion star match man with a guy who couldn't even wrestle. Dennis, tell us about the tweet. So basically, a while back, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think he sent out this original tweet. I think he was with the WWE at the time. I think this was before he got released, correct? Correct. Uh, he basically sent out a uh, tweet and I don't know it word for word, but basically he was trashing, you know, indie wrestling and basically saying that, you know, they're all hacks or something like that. He basically literally pissed off the entire independent wrestling, uh, not only the fan base, but the wrestlers themselves and really didn't do himself any favors uh, with this tweet where he basically mocked the star system that, you know, that, Meltzer's famous for and stuff. He talked about how his match with Lamas, which for a big man match, I thought was really good. Um, it's one of the better big man matches I've seen in a while and stuff. But he talked about how it's like, oh yeah, we got 47 stars and we didn't have to do the flips. And so basically he was just rehashing what he said, you know, a couple of years ago. And basically, literally, Twitter uh tore him a new asshole. I mean, guys like Will Ospreay chimed in. Um, I mean, it was just incredible. I mean, nice it's just actually little- wrestle. Guys, that can actually wrestle. Choo-choo. And, and and according to Jovan and I, guys that can party and stay drunk for like 72 hours straight on the Jericho cruise like Will Ospreay. And wrestle like a champ while inebriated. Yep. yep. <laughs> but it's just basically, it's, to me, it's one of those things where it's just like, dude, you know what? You, you, it's not your thing that's cool and stuff, but there's no need to uh, shit on, you know, what a lot of people do to make a living and what a lot of people are into. That would be like, you know, Sean and I who are diehard Chicago bears fans, you know, constantly harping on the uh, green Bay Packers who are having just as miserable a season as we are. But the only difference is, is our quarterbacks actually playing, starting to play really well. While our tr- quarterback is trending upward while their quarterback <laughs> is trending downward and stuff, you know, and oh, Packer no, I'll bring home. that shit up. I hate me. I really hope they continue their downward trend because we have them next week or this week. And with my damn yeah. luck, they'll beat Dallas, and then I'm eating shit from Packers fans again. Okay, so I, not to be mean, but I kind of hope they do beat. I kind of hope they do beat Dallas because that way, when we beat them, you know they're going to be riding that high, thinking, "Okay, we got it fixed," and then we're going to go in and fucking throw fifty on them. I think uh, you scared I them off already. Well, you know, well, like I played a Jeff you know, I was gonna say, you know what? Yeah, I was going to say, and I applaud you for sticking around. Like I said, I'm going to find out by the end of the show who did that. Because somebody's been yeah, fucking yeah. with my computer, and I'm pissed off. It will not go yeah. unpunished, damn it. It will not. Mm-hmm. Kind of shocked right, well, the we're thing, I, I don't know, man. To me, that thing, I don't... I don't. The guy, I'm surprised. He, he, I didn't even realize he had two opposable thumbs that he could type a Twitter <laughs> out. Um I don't really, I'm not, dude, that we've already given that way too much 
time. So let's go. Let's do something now. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about Braun Strowman. His misspelled tweet. I don't care. That's just dumb shit from a big guy trying to get noticed. Come on, bro. You're walking around with a shaved head, looking like the guy from Revenge of the Nerds on steroids and skinny jeans. Let's move on. <laughs> and so. hard nipples. He always has hard nipples. That's always well, that's distracting. Steroids, bro. Why. That's what that does. Yeah. Bink if he was on cast steroids, that's how you'd be too. Well, okay. So this is going to, I got what a quick question. What kills me too is he's got that huge, that nose that's about this big. And then what does he do to be subtle? He takes a big piece of steel and he sticks through it. Yeah, you're right. That's real subtle. Good job, bro. So I got, I got to ask you, Sean, who, who, whose hate is more in your, in your heart right now? Is your hate for Strowman or your hate for Jarrett bigger? I don't know. Right now, your hate, my hate for you is getting pretty high up there. You keep fucking with me. <laughs> it's, um, you know. Let's, let's move on to happier things, guys. Let's, let's control our narrative like Strowman and move to something better. Let's talk a little crown jewel. <laughs> DDJ, yeah. how did you like Crown Jewel? I honestly, I was very excited for the show going in because I thought the card looked really good. I mean, you had, you know, Reigns versus uh, Logan Paul. You had Bobby Lashley versus Brock. You had, you know, Bianca versus Bailey. I mean, it was a low. I thought it was a pretty good card, and it felt it didn't feel like some of the earlier Saudi shows that were basically just seemed like glorified house shows. Yeah, like this one, you know important stories coming in and everything. And it felt like, a, like an actual pay-per-view or what now they call them premium live event and stuff. And, and honestly, it lived up to the hype. I'm going to say it's probably the best show they've done in Saudi since they started doing them. I mean, you had matches that had no business being as good as they were, especially with that main event with Roman and Logan Paul. And I thought the thing he did with it, his phone where he took the phone and, you know, did the video of him jumping off the turnbuckle to, you know, put Roman through the table was a pretty cool spot. And then when he did the, when they video came out from his phone, I thought that was even cooler because you get that perspective of what it's like. And then you had the, the women's title match with Bianca and Bailey, which is, I mean, they're really, I don't think was a bad match on the card. I mean, I thought the Braun versus Omos match for a big man match was actually pretty good and stuff, you know, but I mean, overall, I loved it. It's the best Saudi show they've done. Is it the best show WWE's put on all year? No, but I mean, I, that's still for me, it's Clash at the Castle and stuff, but I honestly, very happy with the show. I thought, you know, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed it. What about you guys? The Premier Silver Wolf, what do you got, man? Dude, actually, I'm gonna find myself actually completely agreeing with DDJ on this one. Usually I got some, I mean, I think the Stroman Omos match, I mean, that was, that was a wash, man. I mean, it, it was what it was. It wasn't great. It wasn't awful. So, I mean, you know, I don't, whatever, but I mean, I thought the Bianca Bailey match was pretty good. I think there were spots there were production wise. They got a little too close. You could tell they were, kind of setting up what they were doing next and you could kind of hear them actually talking and interacting when they were doing the golf cart thing. Yeah. I heard so some that of that was, too. I, that was something I picked up on, but I mean, the story was good. I don't really understand why they did the whole women's tag team. Like they, we give them a match, they win the belts, then we take them to Saudi, they lose the belts. Like, I don't get that. And then Bailey loses again to Bianca. It doesn't really <coughs> that whole damage thing. I still think it, they're finding their way with that. Um, I was, I, I gotta say, what impressed me more than anything about that show was Roman Reigns. 
selling his ass off for Logan Paul. Logan Paul. I just, we the ones, baby. Uh, I just, it reminded me of, I don't know if you guys will remember this, but do you remember when Mick Foley was coming out? It was right as he was getting ready to, to uh, you know, he's getting close to the end of his run the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he was still in the white shirt and the tie. And he was coming to the ring and he was having the feud with Hunter and um, Stephanie. Oh, when he transformed and, yep. into Cactus Jack? Yes, cactus when he Jack transferred as he transferred yes. into Cactus Jack. Seen, I mean, that match, right, could have been killed dead right there in the water if Triple H don't sell that and don't show, you know, I mean, that to me, that's the beauty of Hunter. That yep. Paul Beck and those aspects always knew how to sell a show. Um, and I remember thinking, oh my God, man, that's Cactus Jack coming to the ring. That's not Mick. That's not Mankind. You know, that's not Dude Love. Like, that's the guy we've been waiting to see. And he knows it. And he knows he's about to go. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. And that's kind of how I felt. Like, Roman Reigns, I mean, for all that Logan Paul did in that match, and let, let, let me preface this by saying Logan Paul is still a douchebag. I don't really want him involved in pro wrestling. But that being said, the guy can go. Can. Like, and anybody who yeah. says he can't, they don't know their ass from a manhole cover. That was a Damn. good, solid match. The kid held his own. But Roman Reigns sold his ass off for that kid. There was at least one point in that match where that entire stadium thought Paul was going to get the three count. Yeah. We and- all knew at home he wasn't. And like I knew he wasn't. Like there was never, uh, it, there was never a time where I went, "Oh shit, he's actually going to win this." But in in that arena, in that stadium, there was there was a moment, one moment when it got to a two count where they were all counting one, two, and he kicked out, and the whole place was like, "Ah!" Oh. So I mean, Reigns sold his ass off for that match. I was really really impressed with that because, I mean, Roman could have made him look like a clown. Yep. If you wanted yeah. to, you know, I mean, it's wrong. Yeah. No, I was and, really, uh, I mean, still, like I said, every time I watch that show, I feel a little dirty. I do because I don't, uh, the politics of it and where it's right. being held and the money involved and the humanitarian issues and all that. But it was a good show. I, and I can't take it away from them. It was a good solid show. I'll give it to them. They it went was- out there and did their job. <laughs> they performed. Yeah. Very well for most of the card. Yeah. Um, I'm not as big on Omos and Braun as DDJ was. To me, yeah. I, I still think Omos can't find his way out of a paper bag. Oh, I agree um, with you there. And, and yeah. I've never been a choo-choo fan myself. So, I mean, I don't care what he does. I, I actually would have preferred him to have stayed with Control Your Narrative so I could have paid the 100 bucks to cuss him out directly into his face because I would have. I don't give a damn. Sure. Um, yeah. One thing I want to add real quick, uh, when John was talking about, you know, the Mankind and the Cactus Jack transformation, the way Hunter sold it, it kind of made me also think about back when they had that match at Madison Square Garden, when they did that promo where it was like, Dude Love had both Mankind and Cactus Jack on his little interview thing, like they did all three. And then when they announced it wasn't going to be Dude Love, but it was going to be Cactus Jack, the way Hunter sold that as well, too, was just brilliant. So it just made, Sean, you talking about the way Hunter sells, it just made me think about that. Yeah, I mean, if you're you're a performer or an indie performer in this business and you want to know how to sell a match, pull up some some Triple H video. That's, 
I mean, better than anybody. Like I, to me, to be an offensive wrestler, which is what Mick Foley was. Like if you go back to his WCW days, and even when he was in Texas, down in um, in uh, was it USWA or WC or World Class, whatever. WCCA, like yeah. he was all offense, man. The reason why it was hard to buy him as a bad guy was because he didn't cheat. He didn't have to. He was just that good. Everything was offense. Everything he did was powerful and it was dominant. Mm -hmm. And I think when he came uh, from to WCW as heel Cactus Jack, when the confidence was there and everything about him, like when he walked in to take on Sting, dude, like you knew this guy was legit going to kick somebody's ass. He was a tough guy. He was a little out of his mind, and he was taking those nasty, mean bumps. But he could yep. sell his ass off, and Paul Beck did that for him. And those matches in Madison Square Garden and that Hell in a Cell match with Triple H would not have worked at all if Paul, if he no sells that, you know. Yeah. And then you talk about with Cactus Jack too, the stuff he did with Vader in WCW was just incredible. Oh yeah, did everything. Well, I mean. Anything that Mick Foley did was gold, bro. I don't know that he ever had a bad. I mean, just when you work that hard, and this is what I was saying last week when I was talking about Darby Allen being very Mick Foley-ish. I wasn't meaning, like, obviously Darby Allen is heavily influenced by the Hardy Boys and the risks that they take and, you know, the ladder matches and the big bumps and all that stuff. But what I was trying to say is Darby Allen wrestles the same whether he's wrestling in front of 50 people or in, in front of an arena full of people. Whereas Mick Foley yep. was the same way. He was taking the same bumps yep. at, in Dallas at the Sportatorium for 200 to 500 people as he did at Madison Square Garden or WrestleMania or, you know, wherever it was, a bingo hall in Philadelphia or a gymnasium in New York after he'd gotten released from WCW. So that's what I was meaning by that. I mean, like getting back to the the Crown Jewel pay per view, like I, I, it was a good show, bro. I thought they did real well with it. I want to ask you guys before we move on, what because we didn't, I don't think we touched on the match. What do you guys think about uh, Lashley versus Brock? I like that Brock put him over. I mean, I don't know that the 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 way they did it made a lot of sense for me, but it was entertaining. I mean. It was like a bar fight, man. I mean, I don't really, you know, there wasn't I, a lot I mean, of story there. I just like, you know, he came, Bobby jumped him and just got the advantage and somehow choked Brock Lesnar out. I mean, okay, I guess it happens. You know, I, I mean, it's the I first hate, time I've ever seen Brock get choked out. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. When I watched it live, I was like, man, this was stupid. But the more I thought about it, the finish, I actually kind of liked it because. Lashley technically already has one was one up going into this match over Brock from the Royal Rumble when Heyman turned on Brock, you know, and right. cost him the title. Um, and that's he kind of knew Lesnar was going to have to get his win back, but I like the fact that they basically had Lashley dominate the entire match and that basically he lost on a fluke. So that way, you know, it's going to set up for a rematch, and it's probably I I'd be guessing to say probably going to be WrestleMania this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see the, the rubber match in that. So, I mean, I like that. It's, I, I definitely felt like it's, you know, set up for, you know, to quote Christian cage, one more match and stuff. So Giovanni, yeah. what about you before we move on? Yeah, man, I think, um, and I'll, I'll give my thoughts on crown jewel as a whole as well right now. But um, I think uh, that match to start the night was a kind of, it set the tone for the whole card, right? 
Yeah. Um, yeah sure. Which is what the opening match should do. So what it should do if you're if you're phrasing and timing everything right, that first one needs to draw you in. And what's a better draw than your beast incarnate getting manhandled and squeaking out a win? Which is something that's not very Brock Lesnar. That's not a Lesnar mo. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen Lesnar have to sneak out a win like that. Um, and if so, it's been a yeah. very, very long time. Um, I like it. Kind of gave some legitimacy to Bobby, which I think kind of diminished after he lost his championship in the uh, Elimination Chamber without ever actually doing anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do like that. It is, is setting up this big old Haas battle. And then this and that's the thing, another thing I didn't like about Omos and Strowman. It didn't really feel like a Haas battle to me. It just felt like two big guys trying to slap each other. But this one felt like that yeah. main level, this is your final boss. This is that Haas. And them two, I think the next match between them at Mania is going to be great. Now, I, I think setting it up to be good. Now, now, what do you guys think about them doing having the rubber match in the fight pit? I'd rather have it in an octagon. Don't don't fight pit it. Put it straight up, MMA style cage. Okay. Kind of like a raw yeah. underground. Okay, I just threw that, that out there. That makes sense to me. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. other than that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Crown Jewel, man. I think it was a very good pay-per-view outing or premium live event outing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> for me, the ladies stole the show, which I think is great in Saudi to kind of put the ladies at yeah. the forefront. They're the ones who stole the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan Paul, God, like Sean said, I really, as a person, I detest him. But as a wrestler, I have to yeah. give him his roses. He did. Well, I mean the with the pulled... torn with the torn ACL, I believe, or I believe he, he screwed up his knee during the match too. So he screwed up yeah, his, he knee. Tore his knee. Up. I don't know for sure. It's probably on the bookshot lariat. You could ask CM Punk how that goes, but his looked nicer, and he actually <laughs> landed it and finished. Yes, he did. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm not gonna keep taking punk shots. Um, so where do we want to go next, gentlemen? Do we want to hit a little bit more WWE or do we want to go and come back to WWE? Sean, you're, you're, I got you're one more thing about us. Crown Jewel. I got one more thing about Crown Jewel, and then I'll, Jovan, you take you do you do your thing, big dog. Did All anybody right. else notice that when they are uh Alexa Bliss and uh Asuka was getting ready to go out for their match, and Bray Wyatt's logo popped yes. on the screen? Yep, I love that. And she kind of did that reboot. Yep. So I'm wondering if that's where they're going to take her back to. Yeah, take her back to that. I honestly love her. The fiend. Yeah. I almost feel like they. I liked it. I liked her with the fiend. I liked her with the fiend. Yeah. I almost feel like they they need to do this because really since she's been back they really haven't done much with alexa and i feel like yeah she needs yeah. something like this because honestly she's getting kind of stale in my opinion and that's the well, sad thing the really yeah i think she kind of embraces that horse like she likes that that kind of horror gimmick like we all know that she's come to the ring dressed as freddy krueger and like i think she was really getting into that and then with with bray being injured and then being released like it it kind of left her high and dry. Like she was right in the middle of a pretty heavy duty storyline. And it looked yeah. like to me, like they were setting her up to 
to take the belt back and get her back yep. in the in the swing of things. And with Sasha and Charlotte gone, the the one thing that's great about these two not being there is we got other women getting an opportunity to, to work with Becky being injured and Charlotte being out and Sasha being out, which I think this is the first time all three of them has been out of the ring for any extended period of time since they've been brought up yeah, that we're seeing Bianca right. get a real run and we're seeing Oscar get opportunities and Bailey's still in there doing her thing, but she's kind of, you know, helping build Bianca <laughs> and get her, you know, farther up on the car. So, I mean, I like what's going on. I love we're seeing some of these other girls and I, yeah, Rhea Ripley dude is going to be back in the mix very, very soon. I mean, they're not going to keep having her. Yeah, they, they actually, they, they actually, you know, I mean, she's that doing on, too good at work right now. Yeah. They actually teased that on Raw with the interaction they had backstage. And, you know, we talk about all the women getting an opportunity. You know, we got, you know, we also had someone who made her return to the WWF and uh, to be a factor to be the solution to the Rhea Ripley problem with the OC. And that's the HBIC Mia Yim. Yeah, buddy, I'm happy she's back in the WWE. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy she's back too, but I mean, like, I don't really see her, you know, her her with the yeah. OC. I don't know that that makes a lot of sense to me, but I mean, I get it, and, and I think she's a great worker, and she deserves an opportunity. I think she would have done a lot better for herself if she just stayed right where she was at in Impact and did, did some more. I don't know that she's ever going to get – what she's looking for out of the WWE. I just don't. Honestly, that's somebody. But that's me. That's just my opinion. Yeah. No, I actually agree with you on that too. And that's, it's a shame because she's uber talented. I don't think she was no, fully utilized in impact. Um, no, she I wasn't. think she would have really been better suited for ring of honor. I, I yeah. think the women of honor would have done very, very well for themselves to have her there with them. Because I mean, you, you look at the women's ring of the the women of honor division in the past had names that are now breaking out into the main with Willow Nightingale yeah. with your Roxy, Roxanne Perez in WWE. You kind of need those people mm -hmm. that can bring that women of honor back up. And yes, they still have Mercedes Martinez, but who wouldn't want to see that boss battle between Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim? That would have been. Really? Are, are they? Is Ring of Honor even doing shows? Like, are they? Are they? Still yeah, they doing actually have final battle right coming up in about a month. Final battle in okay. exactly one month in the beautiful state of Texas, actually within four minutes walking distance from yours. Truly, I will have to find a way to be there. Yeah, you better uh, go. If I got to sell crack. You mentioned. <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, Mercedes Martinez. Is it me or I could have sworn I saw her the other day on a milk carton? Like, where the hell has she been? With the rest <laughs> of the ROH talent that's not named Josh the Goods yeah. Woods. Oh, actually, I can't even say that now because Rhett Titus, uh, Silas Young, and a few others were on Dark this week. I think they're they're getting the ROH talent back into shape for this relaunch in January. Yeah, let's let's hope that's the case because it's like it's just a shame because. I mean, first off, we don't have a Ring of Honor Women's Champion because Mercedes has the belt, and I don't think she's really been seen since she won the title. So, yeah. Well, you know, my feelings on that. We shouldn't have let Roxanne go to the WWE, but it is what it is. Um, gentlemen, 
we've been WWE heavy. Let's go ahead and just knock all their items out of the way early. Hell, we had quite a bit of news to hit on. Let's do a kind of rapid fire style from this last week in wrestling. Um, our truth, of course, is hurt, injured, and while he's been out. They just retired his baby. The 24-7 title was thrown in the trash can very unceremoniously. Actually, no, it wasn't thrown in the trash can. It, it, got, it, it missed the trash can. Yeah, the floor, gonna, yeah. He, he's going to be a guy that knows that random-ass trivia fact. Oh, no, it didn't make it in the trash can. It missed. Yeah. Love you, buddy. Yeah. Keep it up. Um. All right, moving You're on. We also had... <laughs> You're awesome. Other than that, we had the failed cash-in attempt by Austin Theory on the U.S. title. We can get into uh, that. And Sean, I think Sean, you know what? Sean looks like he's uh, I'm chomping at the bit. I'm just let's, chomping at the let's, bit. Let's, let's let him have it. Go for it, Sean. Chomp away. Oh, my God. Okay, so I think, Bo, I actually think it's funny that you brought those up one right after the other because I think those are kind of connected. I think Triple H was just dying to get rid of the 24-7 title. Yeah. I think he thought it was bullshit the whole time they were doing it. That was obviously a Vince thing because nobody is that ignorant. I mean, Ron, the truth, he's going to get – our truths going to get into the Hall of Fame with 47 title ranks. 47. I think he should. 24. I'm going to say, right, I've said it before. No, no, he, he should. should he, he should without that 24-7 bullshit ever being a thing, but that's what he's going to be known for. So we got Mick Foley in a sock, and we got R-Truth. R-Truth was also, or Ron Killings, was also yeah. the first acknowledged NWA African-American champion. Yes, he was. I actually, no, and I, dude, I love, I love our truth I do. I, nobody, I mean, the guy's been doing it for a long time. He's very, very he talented. He looks the same. He's he doesn't very, age. Very he looks, does not he's age. in great shape. He does not age. Matter of fact, I think this is his first big injury in his entire career. I know he's had injury, but this is his first big one. But, um, but I think that. I think that 24-7 deal being just kind of tossed in the trash, and I think, you know. It missed the trash. First off. Excuse me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. I, I think that was all Triple H going, screw this. I'm done. We're getting rid of that shit. And I think they had no idea. You know, Austin Theory was, was Vince's boy. He was the next, the future, and blah, 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 whatever the hell. And I think they, they had to figure out a way to – in that shit. So what they do, they have him try to cash in on a mid card title. I mean, I know that I know the man makes the title, and Seth Rollins obviously is the top of the food chain carrying that U.S. championship. But when have you ever seen anybody cash in on a mid card title? I almost would have rather had him cash in. It's never happened, and um, but I mean, I almost would have rather had him try to cash in on the NXT. And after title. listening. After listening to this kid walk through the business for the last, what, year, year and a half since before WrestleMania last year because Vince McMahon was stroking, I loved, I loved it. I loved it as much as I hate Jeff Jarrett. I loved what they did. <laughs> I loved Austin Theory. Back to the bottom, bitch. Start over. I loved it. I loved it. I hate his stupid phone. I'm working on finding out who fucked with my computer. 
I'm I'm not <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't really I mean I'm just I'm I'm glad that we don't have to see him carrying that briefcase. I never bought him as I'm not saying that the kid ain't talented and he don't have a future in the business. I think he does. It's just not his time. Nobody rubs him. It's just not, yeah, it's not his time. And like I say, any like we said, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I have a problem with anybody being told you're the future. Well, I mean that's just too much pressure to put on anybody. It is, and you look at the past people to have that designation on them. The next big thing, Brock Lesnar. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, who was supposed to be the future. The chosen one. The chosen one. And now Austin Theory, who... That's what they called him, the chosen one. That is what Drew was called, yeah. It's it's a bad, unfortunate coincidence, but that was what Drew was called back when he was... uh, What's that song, Broken Dreams, that he had? Which was a kick-ass song, and I wish he was still using that. It was a kick-ass song. He should have used it in Cardiff. But Maybe it's a lot of responsibility. Maybe song for shooting shit next week, asshole. <laughs> We're still going to find out who hacked DDJ's computer. It's a shame. I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working yeah. on it. We, we, we paid damn good money to damn to have decent music, to have our shit playing when we do this entrance. And I, I, I want to first apologize to half decent you know music. That douchebag will probably sue you for stealing his music. <laughs> Nobody's stole shit because he's the cho- cho- chosen one. Calm down, choo choo choo, Bron. Um. Anyways, every time you say that, I want to call you Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> choo choo choose me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you know what though? I All I right. love the move. I love the cash in number one on the U.S. title because yeah. what they've done recently with yeah. the, the vignettes for the Intercontinental title while Walter's been champ makes it feel like that title's coming back up in prestige. Having yeah. Theory shoot a shot for the U.S. title while Seth's holding it kind of makes you feel like that belt's coming back into prestige. Um, I, I think yeah. Hunter is going to give us a way to have these belts mean a damn again. And it's not just the mid card yeah. belt. I mean, it, and, it, and they're going to become truly those workhorse belts that they used to be. It used to be an honor to be the Intercontinental Champion. So hopefully yeah, we're getting back to that. Yep. Well, they have to do something because here's the problem: the reason why they had to cash in on a U.S. belt is because number one, nobody buys that kid beating Roman. He's not cashing in on a world title. That's just that's not sad because yeah. he's a trained wrestler, and I believe that a YouTuber could beat Roman over a trained professional wrestler. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, you have that. And then, so basically what we're doing, we're seeing right now is yes, this bloodline storyline is, I think it's the best thing they got going and they're not going to step away from it anytime soon. But when you have that much gold draped all over three individuals, because they have the tag belts and both world titles, that leaves the Intercontinental and the United States Bell open for each show when, you know, Roman shows up when Roman wants to show up. Yeah. Okay. So, so th- this just popped in my this just popped in my head while you were um, talking um, there with uh, you talking about the tag titles we got coming up of. Well, this, when this is uh, dropped, this it'll be later tonight. We got you know the Usos defending against the team that actually holds the record that they're this close to taking over against the new day for the tag titles. I mean, do you guys think uh 
that the Usos should win this and get the record, or do you think New Day should take it and keep the record? I believe that after Crown Jewel, the Usos look beatable. And it would not be a stretch for me to think the New Day takes those titles back. Yeah, but I mean, the way they really booked New Day the last few months, I mean, to me, I don't... They're still the New Day. Yeah, they are, but I just... I don't like to me the Dude, brawling they, groups are more, more of a they, they're more to me they were more of a legit threat to the Usos than the New Day because the New Day really they really haven't been the same since Big E got hurt. Maybe he comes back. Well, if I'm Maybe he's throwing if I'm put if I'm putting my Booker hat on, this is what I would do. If we're taking the belts off the New or uh, the Usos, this is where the whole Sami Zayn, you know, Jay Uso thing. Blows up. Kind of, yeah. Sammy Can I get a five times real in. quick? Since you're putting on your Booker hat, there you go. Um, I can. See. I, I, All right, Javon, you got to do the Spinneroony now. I do. I do the Spinneroony, but my camera is not big enough. Um, there you go. I can see New Day winning it based on the fact that I mean they're going to have to do something somewhere along the line. This Sammy Zane. Jay Uso thing is going to come to a head. And when it does, it's going to cost somebody something. I mean, or what's the point of it happening? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think that, well, see, that so, my thing is, is it's so like white hot right now. Like Sammy is like about as white hot as you can get. And I'm not just saying that because he's white skinned, but I mean, it's, it's honestly. <laughs> well, no, no. What I was saying is like, it don't necessarily has to be Sammy's fault. Jay just has to think it's Sammy's fault. Okay, I so see what you're saying. Jay's, but I, I just it I can feel be like Jay's it's fault. But if they lose the belts and he blames Sammy for it, then there's I, your you know that's the I see what I see what you're saying. I, here, I, I don't see him losing. They'll, they're going to be New Day this Friday, one way yeah, or another. Because I, I just feel like Sammy. It's so that angle right now is so white hot with Sammy. I just feel like yeah. you can't. You got to let it keep going. Maybe save it for a little bit as we get closer to WrestleMania. To me, so I I'm the same way. I think. uh the Usos retain and get the record, which I think they deserve because I mean, they've been, they've been just, they've been the last year or so, but since they won the titles, and even since before that one. day one, but I mean, it's, you know, we're, we've all, we're all down since day one ish. So, but I mean, it's, it's honestly, they deserve the record after the work they've been putting in this last year. Yeah. Well, it won't hey, be very, are we, are we bothering you with our, Hey, are we, are we bothering you with our show? Oh, are you swiping right? What are you doing down there? <laughs> I, had a, I had a message come in, so I had to answer that oh. one real quick. But did, uh, did you tell her we were almost done, and she can come over later? <laughs> no, that's uh, you got someone coming over to take go on a ride to take a ride on Space Mountain. Oldest ride, longest line, baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, it's not. Uh, you guys aren't being very oozy right now. I need you to be a little more oozy. Okay, okay, sorry. So, getting back to the matter at hand, we've touched everything on WWE that I could think of. Unless you guys, did I miss anything? I think we're good. Are we good to throw the E away for today? I can't think of anything, so yeah. I can't Fantastic. For, for being a podcast that gets called AEW Extremist at times, that makes me very fun to hear that we've covered yeah, all the E. Yeah. Let's drop it. Let's call us AEW extremist. 
Well, here's the thing. Oh, hold on. The reason why we cover AEW so much is because WWE just now started doing shit worth talking about. Facts. It's not our fault. So facts. Next. Calm down, DDJ. There's no need to 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 get riled up. I was just you know, playing with you. No, I know. I'm just getting all choked. Hold on, getting all choked up over again. there, Tiger. Uh, I hope that's all it is, and I ain't getting sick again. Oh man. Me and the wife are going to an improv show Saturday night, so in Joliet. So if you get to yell out suggestions, I need you to do like the movie Ted and just give real inappropriate ones. I was watching that clip earlier. It's my favorite movie, dude. Oh man. <laughs> Nobody fucking says Starbucks. <laughs> oh man. I, I was just watching that clip earlier. Someone had posted it on Facebook and I was laughing my my butt off. Let's get into Dynamite, gentlemen. Wednesday night, AEW Dynamite. We got a lot of information on full on the next pay-per-view, which is Full Gear and the lovely state of New Jersey in Newark, MJF's hometown. We know he's the main event going. Are you doing this outside or something? Because it sounds like you're driving in your car and it's like windy out. It is windy out. It's my uh, it's my mobile platform. But anyway, so like I was building it up. Before I got interrupted, it's in Newark, MJF's hometown, going against John Moxley for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. That's your main, but the rest of the card is unfolding. Let's jump in, gentlemen. Where are we going, DDJ? You know, uh, let's go with the, probably the biggest news story to come out of that show, and that's uh, one, uh, Soraya being announcing that she's cleared to wrestle. You know, she's coming back. She's going to be wrestling Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, coming up at full gear. You know, first match in, what they say, like just over five years or something like that? Yeah, it's, been, it's been a while, stars, dude. <laughs> that match is going to be five stars. It's going to be 47 stars and no flips. It's going to be 48 stars. <laughs> just to piss. It's going to be 48 stars just to piss Braun off. No flips, just hits FTR style. Yeah. Um, look at that. You're rocking the FTR shirt. That's right. I love that shirt. I got that shirt. No. One, two, three. The one, two, three kid? Yes, sir. Yeah, I saw saw his movie with China. Oh, sure, bro. Thank you. Did they make him that big back then? (laughs) It's a reprint. Yeah, it's a reprint from Pro Wrestling. Oh, oh, it's a reprint. Okay. Yeah. All right. See, I, wasn't, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't a three X in a three X shirt when I was, you know, uh, a teenager. I was still in just, I think, a single X at the time. Right. He didn't get the three X's until he started drinking. Then it got the three X's, and then it just got dirty. No. <laughs> uh, to alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. You're here. You're here. But um, uh, but no, like you mean to me. That, that, you know, the announcement was really cool. And I thought it was really cool how the first person she texted or reached out to when she, you know, she got cleared was Sasha Banks. And she did it just because, you know, she didn't want Sasha feeling any, you know, more guilt for being the one that accidentally injured her and kind of caused this retirement. I thought that was really classy. But I thought the promo she cut was really good. And it was probably one of her better promos I've ever heard her cut. Real quick on that, because, well, not on that part, because I've, genuinely don't ever think that she's been able to cut a good promo that may have been the first but on the whole before thing with texting sasha do you think that's normal um is it commonplace said like 
you know, if someone gets injured and they come back, do you think Sting texted Seth and was like, hey, Seth, don't worry about it. I'm jumping off of fucking skyscrapers. No, no. And that's why I think it was really classy for Brit or for Soraya to do that. You know, I because I don't think that happened, you know, at least in this kind of manner. I mean, maybe, you know, at a show backstage, they talk about it and work things out and stuff. And just, you just don't see it get published on Twitter, the dirt sheets or anything like that. But I mean. Just I, but I just thought it was. I just thought it was a nice move. I mean, just like you know what? Don't, I'm I'm good. I'm clear. You know, I don't want you feeling any more guilt. You know, I'm back. What do you think, Sean? No, I I, I don't know that it's uh, something that they usually make known or like we've heard a lot about it. Like I think on two, I think there's been, you know, you have one way or the other. Like I think with Steve and Owen, you know, Owen never once reached out and said, "Hey, how are you doing?" No. It, that's one of my biggest problems or one of the few things negative that I could come up with about Owen Hart was like, I kind of felt like, dude, that was on you. You did, you made that mistake and that's why you got hurt, you know, and to not reach out or not feel any kind of remorse over that or any empathy whatsoever, you know, uh, and I'm not saying that Owen, Owen didn't feel that way, but I mean, to me, sometimes those, sometimes these things kind of fall under accidentally on purpose. And I'm not saying that Owen did that, but we do know that this happens in the business. Whereas you have a guy like D'Lo Brown who, uh, you know, legit injured, you know, or at no fault of his own or no fault of Draws's, but something happened between them while a move was being executed and Draws dropped on his head. I think head he slipped on a drink or something that someone threw in the ring and, or something. And still to yeah. this day, you know, those, those men, you know, like when D'Lo talks about it, he gets emotional and him and yep. draws have spoke about it numerous times and they stay in contact. So, I mean, I think we're seeing, uh, everybody has their opinions of Paige Soraya, whatever. Um, I've always been a fan. I've always thought that she was a pretty gifted in-ring worker. And I think anybody who starts and grows up in the professional wrestling business starts at 13 and, you're going to have issues. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You're just going to, I mean, that's, it's a grown up world and people are doing grown up things like drugs, alcohol, and these kind of things. And to have these things happen to her. And then you add in the relationship with uh, El Patron, you add in the release of, you know, some private videos that was taken. Yeah. Um, and she, for her to come out in that interview or in that promo and go, I was, I was humiliated on a national stage and I battled my addictions and I battled these things in a way. I kind of feel like, I mean, it was a good promo, but in a way I kind of felt like that kind of got away from her. I think she got caught up in the moment and the emotion. Um, She worked herself. Yeah. It kind of turned into a little bit more of a shoot than it was about, you know, like telling Britt she didn't earn it or Tony Khan gave her a spot. I don't think anybody can say that about Britt Baker. We no, I Britt agree. Since we I think, yeah. Indies. She has worked her ass off to get there and she is a legit worker. I mean, you can't take that away from her. I mean, she's a no. shit ton better than either one of the girls that are carrying belts in that, in that federation right now. I mean, she's better than Tony. Oh. She's definitely better than Jage. Um, I mean, that you can't take, you can't say that that, she carried that for AEW. It was all built on her shoulders. You can't take yeah. that away from her. But I do believe 
that here's the, there's two women here who have a lot of respect for each other who are both great in-ring workers. And I think we're going to see a hell of a story. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a great take. I really like that. You guys ever see the movie, uh, that Fighting With My Family movie that The Rock's uh, company did about Paige? Yes, uh, I did. Yeah, I watched it, yeah. Really good. Very good movie. Very good movie. Best line of the whole movie was, sorry, Mr. Pete Dune. (laughs) Best part of the whole movie. All right. So. Moving on. That's a great buildup. Great builder for full gear. Lots of emotion. Just what you want to see. Because our main complaint on All Out was there was no build to the card. The and of the card, yeah. Full gear has that in spades right now. Um, yep. Gentlemen, let's 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 touch on something else from that night, man. That I, I thoroughly enjoyed. And I know it's probably not going to be something that a lot of people are talking about, but I want to get your. Uh, your opinions on this because I think it's one of the better under the radar stories in AEW right now. And mm. that is swerving our glory. What, what mm. are they going to break up? What's this tease? And they've had oh, issues. Yeah. They're going against the acclaim that are white hot. They are red hot. These guys got scissoring over. These guys have gotten anything they've touched over. It's there's there's no ah, there's nothing that they can't get over. You, you, you know, I, I I think that all these problems are, you know, that have been sh- brewing between, um, you know, Swerve, who's honestly doing some really good work with this. I think like he's like so some good heel work. Yes. Yeah. He's been give, he's 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 basically then taking what he's given and like just spinning it into gold. Doing yeah. just enough with it so you don't feel like it's over. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. I, I I I feel like that these tensions are going to come to a head, but I almost feel like is and this is uh no pun intended. I think it, the claim are going to get swerved, and I feel like we're going to get Keith Lee turning heel. Like I think he's going to—it's going to be revealed that he's in on it and stuff. Because I honestly, I want to see a heel Keith Lee. Like I want to see this Keith Lee that's just like you know what, like I'm done with this, you know, this nice guy, you know, bullshit and stuff, and like just I want to see him just go ra- run rampant on people. It's a scary thing, man. A Mark Henry style, Keith Lee, Hall of Pain 2.0. Yeah, I don't. I don't Basically, I, yeah. I, as talented as he is, as talent, and he is, he's he's one of my favorite oh, big super, men in the super, business. Super I don't think there's anything that guy can't do, uh, except go heel. I, I just, he just, of nice. any, all the stuff I've seen him do, and we're going Ring of Honor all the way across the board everywhere he, he's worked. I don't know that he can pull off heel. I just don't. I mean, Swerving Their Glory was basically a heel faction and he, or a heel team. And he, you just never felt like that with him. You just don't. I just, the guy's just too damn good, too damn talented, and too damn big. He doesn't need to cheat. So he doesn't. And, you know, one of the big things, you know, how are you going to be a heel and not cheat? That's the whole point. You know, it's winning at any cost. And that's just not who he is. And I'm going to put my Booker hat on again because um, I've been thinking about this a lot. I think this is going to go a little bit more towards Keith Lee and Swerve kind of having their deal and having their story and 
they're going to end up breaking up and going their separate ways. But I do see a feud starting with the acclaimed and FTR, and I hope they book it right. I yes. really do because you have FTR who I don't think we can say anybody can argue that this is probably the best tag team in the business right up there. I mean, if you're oh, going absolutely. Usos and FTR, you know, they're, I mean, you can't take a, take it away from FTR. They're, they're aren't and totally reincarnated. They're, yes. except they're faster, stronger, you know, you know, quicker, better, more versatile in every possible way. Shit. And they're Make legit that tough a guys. Freaking- Fantasy booking, man. Brainbusters versus FTR. Fucking hell. That oh, would be dude, great. that would be so great. Yeah, that would be great. But I, but then you have the acclaimed who we all love. They're up and coming. And I actually got to explain scissoring to Gabby last night because she was watching the show with me. Um, <laughs> How'd that go? And I love the acclaimed, dude. I love How'd that. that I, mean, I didn't show her. I explained it. She knows, dude. It's yeah, Javon, uh, he didn't show her. I didn't show her. I explained it to her. It was two out of three falls. Shut up. So I think I love I love what they're doing. And they're obviously they're they're not red hot, man. They're white hot. Like they're selling yeah, I mean, you look at the stands, they're black t-shirts, they got the foam fingers. Those the boys scissors. are making more money than they scissors. Yeah, they got people with scissors, cardboard scissors, regular scissors. I mean, these boys are making more money than they probably ever thought they were gonna make. I think if you book this between FDR and Acclaimed, and right now they're they're both kind of on the same level and they're both good guys, I feel like you kind of got to book this in a way where FDR comes out and says, hey, we're going to put up the AAA belts. Yeah. We put up AEW. Like the winner takes there. all. And then they go, they go, they have a one, one, you know, two on two, straight match, clean finish. The Acclaimed wins. FTR has got to lose something to get them back over there to where they're starting to take cheap shots and, you know, you know, take corners and, and do all that. And that's how you build this up. You get these two to the point where there's respect. They, they respect each other. They have these, I mean, and we both know how FTR and the acclaimed work. Those guys can have the kind of match that it'll be 12 to 13 near falls and everybody will be hanging on that three count and yeah. it'll be great for them to do yeah. that. and i think it'll be a great feud for both of them but i feel like ultimately ftr has got to go over at some point and you know and then the acclaim really starts the chase getting the titles back i think it'll be really awesome so they're so white hot like i said i believe a shirt that i don't think five years ago we would have ever thought you know would happen, you know, scissor me daddy, as I believe is the top selling <laughs> shirt on pro wrestling tees right it's, now it, for the year. But I want that it's shirt. The new sucker, how the hell am I gonna wear that shirt? Like, and my what if and Matthew, my son, comes up to me and is like, What does that mean? You whip your hands on like a pair of scissors and tell him, Scissor me. Well, first off, you don't wear oh, it. In I got a picture of You don't you don't explain it. You just do it with them and just call it a day, man. Yeah. Just fucking ah. <laughs> <laughs> then we have to explain and then tell him don't do it school. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. you don't just want tell him them you can't to do it at school. Okay. So <laughs> I got a quick question for you guys. Has Scissor Me Daddy has become the new suck it? Yes. I just said that. Yeah, I, I literally that. 30 seconds ago said my apologies. I no, that's okay. That's okay. You were talking when I said it. Yeah, I don't. 
So. Yeah, I did. I literally just said scissor me, scissor me is the new socket. Yes, that's what's gonna get. The I mean, kids dude, it was in the world. Like they were, they were doing it in the dugout in the World Series. Yes, dude, we were doing it in our. The Phillies got there was Phillies player. Yeah, there there were Phillies, and I think it happened in an NBA game the other night. They were running down the court after a dunk, and two players, you know. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's definitely the new socket for sure. There was a yeah. there was a four way scissor fest in the suite. Oh, yeah. it was yeah for sure. But that's going to be the new thing that's going to get the kids suspended in schools now. Oh, for sure, just yeah. walking around. Ah, yeah. Like sure. if, if, if I, 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 this is going to make me. This is going to sound really bad. But if my kid come to me, came home one day from school and be like, "Daddy, I got sent to the principal's office," and he's like, and I'm like, "What'd you do?" and he's like, "I ask, you know, I asked my teacher to scissor me." I'd be like, "That's my boy." You'd be so proud. I'm so proud. You I would. Be. I would. My Crystal probably wouldn't be, but. Well, no, Crystal kicked both your asses. That's that's. She that's probably bad. would. It would be a bad day in the house of. Oh, Disney so speaking. Hey, before we continue <laughs> It'd be on a the bad AW, day. I, I've got some breaking news here, guys. I Uh-oh. figured out. No. I figured out. I've got. I nailed it down. I figured out who fucked with my computer, and I got a little video to play. It's me, Austin! Oh, son of a bitch! What? It's me, Austin! It was me all along, Austin! Damn, I cannot believe it. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch. <sighs> now you're going to see by him. Yeah. What did you say? You're stealing, you're, <laughs> you're stealing their. You're going to get sued by them now. Or you're stealing their content, dude. If I'm what going do down, mean? I'm going down in a blaze of glory. That that's me doing the Vince voice, man. I know you missed it. I haven't done the Vince you. voice in a while. Oh, oh that my was god, me. that was yeah. Bad. I haven't heard you do the Vince voice. Yeah. <laughs> Break it out, Javon, for old times' sake, for for Sean. See here, Sean. That was me the whole time. It wasn't. D-E-N-N-I-S. It was me, Vince McMahon. <laughs> telling you, it's the exact same thing, man. Man, it sounds just like yeah, it. it yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's like Vince McMahon just stopped by the show. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously. <laughs> you want to hear my Jeff Jarrett? No. <laughs> God no. I do. <laughs> I don't have one actually. I'm just joking around on that. I don't want to hear your shack, but that's rude. AEW, two out of three falls match. Nice segue. One <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> of the best. I hate you, bro. <laughs> main events that we've had on Dynamite in a while. Two out of three falls. Sammy Guevara, the panda slash. JAS guy, he's like between gimmicks right now. I'm I'm oh, kind of weirded yeah. by it, and uh, the only thing I know for sure is he's still just kissing up Tate Conti. Anyway, or Tate Mello, sorry. Ooh, do I detect a hint of jealousy there? Hell no, I ain't jealous. She's with Sammy. That's dead to me. Dead to me. I've taken. You know right. what? This is the first official taken off the list. Mister Conti is taken off the list. Henceforth, making Tate Mello off the list. Wow! First one ever, gentlemen. First one ever off. And it only took us sixty episodes to do it. Get to it. 
It only took 60. <sighs> but the match was good. Ryan Danielson is a freaking mastermind when it comes to telling a story. Unless he was legitimately hurt and finished it concussed, mm-hmm. which could be. But it looked like he was out of it for the majority of this match. Once again, could be great storytelling. Could be just real life. Well, I don't think it was necessarily that he was out of it. I just think it was more or less. And this is why I love I love commentary. And this is why I miss, like, you know, when I go go to a live show. I mean, live shows are awesome. But you miss that commentary that kind of gives you the backstory and what's going on and kind of helps people understand things that they may not under necessarily understand, you know, if there's not someone providing a soundtrack to that, because they kept referencing, I guess he had an injury years ago with like a detached retina and they kept referring to that. And I think that's kind of what, where they were going with it and stuff. I don't necessarily yeah, man, comebacks are king. Everybody knows that. Right. Anytime you can bring, but no, that match was, that match was awesome. Yeah. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly, good. thoroughly enjoyed it. I love how I, and the, the great thing about doing best two out of three falls is you always got to find a way to make one foot, get one cheap one. Yeah. To make it different and to have him, you know, basically he's getting his ass kicked the first whole first part of that match. And then, you know, gets DQ'd because he throws the chair shot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's really when the match starts and, Daniel's just Brian can just do anything, man. I don't know yeah. that there's a better performer. On, I mean, on the planet. I mean, I know everybody's still, you know, they're still hyped on on Kenny Omega and what he was doing. But I mean, Kenny had that run, that hot streak run where he was collecting belts and doing all that great stuff. But I mean, Brian is just. We haven't seen Omega in a couple of months, so I'll let that. Yeah, dude, he ain't, on the, like... he ain't going to be on Mount Rushmore. He's going to have his own mountain. I feel you know like what I'm you, saying? Like, Brian, he's just. You've oh, forgotten yeah. what Omega is, and that's okay. I don't fault you for that. It's He yeah, hasn't been just... around in a while. It's okay. I understand. No, no, dude. No, I, I love Kenny. I, I I love watching Kenny. Kenny can tell a story. I love watching him. I mean, I'm not a real big fan of his goofy you know, the goofy heel stuff he does. But, I mean, inside the ring, I think there's he's a pretty phenomenal performer. I mean. Right. He I, is the best wrestler to I, ever go through. Machine. North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. I mean, I he he's great. But, I mean, just like you can't. Brian just, he's another level, bro. He's just another level. Like, I, guys like Brian is the reason why we believe. It's true. Yeah. And you talk, and also too, you mentioned Kenny. I mean, the rumor is is that you know Kenny and the Bucks are coming back at uh, full gear to uh, to possibly reclaim the titles that they technically would never lost. You know, none of that it's, was their fault, if, man. If that was if that if that's the case, and we get the the elite versus the uh, you know Death Triangle, that is going to be a banger at full gear. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna give this is gonna be an unpopular opinion. So oh god, I know I'm gonna catch shit for this. I I I don't miss him a bit. I don't miss you know him you're not bit. alone. I really you're not alone. I mean, I'm not I saying with us, I don't miss I him a bit. General, I, and I tell you something else. I think this whole thing with punk and what happened backstage got completely blown out of proportion. There have been how we all know that there have been backstage fights, Eddie oh, and yeah. Eddie and Kurt Angle. Uh, big show and, and what's the other? I mean, and 
Booker T and Batista. Everybody's there. There's been, I don't Brock know how many Randy backstage Orton. fights. Brock and Jericho. Why the hell has this been? It's almost like somebody was just like, all right, we got to get rid of Punk. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to fire everybody and then bring back the three guys that went in the locker room looking to start shit. I don't know. Yes, he said what, what he said, really? and I don't agree with him doing. I don't agree with what he you did. You can't not bury the company. Yeah, I can't. I'm not. He's not burying the company. He's burying performers in the company who were supposed to be EVPs and acting as such, and they weren't. I'm not saying that what he said he did or said was right. I completely think that's bullshit, and he should have been suspended for that. Like I agree with that. He shouldn't have done it. It was unprofessional. You don't bury your own company, especially when you're the one carrying the strap. So I agree with you. He should not have done that. But to sit there, he's the one that's getting fired and not being brought back. Those three guys are the ones that walked in that locker room looking to start shit. Uh, I think there's he more to it, though. Because, I mean, well, nobody the case, but we don't know that. And those guys nobody. are all coming back and Steel and Punk are gone. Nobody's crying that Punk is gone. AEW wise in the backstage, I it's am. it's something that you hear everybody is saying that they didn't want him back. Well, Chris Jericho no, basically no, went up to and called him a cancer. Yeah, and he's not the only one. You have people, you know, and 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 I think God bless him. I, I think Eddie Kingston, it's real to him. Damn it! So he um he doesn't know when to stop the line between what's real and what's not real. But I think Kingston may have yeah. hit it on the head with his promo when he was going against Punk. And he told him, you know, I'm the only one that's not afraid to tell you this. Nobody likes you here. Nobody wants you here. You don't belong here. And I think he was telling the truth because when this all happened, everybody turned on Punk. And they were like, look, we don't want to come back to this if he's still here. Yeah, that's... You know, and the thing is, is we will we'll never know what happened. We'll always hear, you know, Punk's side of the story. We'll always hear the elite side of the story. We haven't heard Punk's side of the story. Uh, but we're going to hear it eventually. He'll but, do another but, podcast with somebody not named Boom Boom Cabana, and then he'll turn on them to the way he did on Colt Cabana. But I just want to know is, did somebody bite the dog? Did nobody bite the dog? Did someone get a thumb up the dog's ass? What happened to the dog is all I yeah. care about. I you know, the, the only thing I'm going to say about this, and then you know, we kind of start you know, getting back to AEW, and that is, is yeah, yeah, if yeah. something happened, why did it take so long for that to come out? Yeah. I mean, like, if something happened, it's absolutely unforgivable and stuff, because, I mean, none of us, I think, are – you know, would would tolerate something like that if the dog was injured. But I mean, my thing is, is if that were me and that were my dog, that would have been out like first thing. Yeah, I oh, wouldn't have stayed. Me, quite. my dog wouldn't have been there to begin with. Yeah, yeah, that too. But you yeah. know, it's not it's not our place. You know, that's his child. And if yeah. my child was harmed, I would have made a big ass deal about it. Oh, absolutely. And it would have been more than just a still biting somebody. I would have fucking really did some damage. So that's why I don't believe some of that. Let's kind of get off base. We've spent enough time talking about that. Let's. I wanted to talk about it, Dennis. I wanted to get it out there for the world. What you talking about, Javon? You know what I'm talking about. Just full gear hype, man. I mean, I'm. I'm going into full gear. We're about two weeks away, um, give or take. 
nine days week from week from Saturday, and I am actually very, very, very excited about the card. The card has a lot of great build. It's got a lot of good matches so far pinned to it. And I think we're going to be in for a really good night of wrestling, which AEW prior to All Out was accustomed to giving us at our pay-per-view events. So I I am thoroughly excited. I hope that um, we can continue this with the storylines that are going places. Some of them aren't as strong as the others, you know. I think um, Samoa Joe turning on Wardlow could be a cool little spin, but I think yeah, it's going to be a hell of a match. Yeah, it's going to be a banger. But but I think you know we've been shitting on some AEW decisions lately. The only the only thing I wish though with this whole Samoa Joe heel turn is I wish they would have waited for him to do it until uh, I excuse me Wardlow and Hobbs had their match because I almost feel like. That that Joe turning is kind of pushing Hobbs, you know, out of the picture, like or lessening his impact. Like I feel like they should have done the the hot powerhouse Hobbs uh, Wardlow match, maybe at full gear, and then Samoa Joe would do the turn there, and then they do the thing. I just think this kind of you know overshadows Hobbs and his you know run at the TNT title, which again I don't think any of us would have thought that you know. He was going to be the one that dethroned Wardlow and Matt, and but I, I just feel like that's the only thing issue I took with that heel turn. All right, Sean, what you got up there? Uh, it's just it's it's typical AEW writing. It's just <laughs> there's there's no rhyme or reason for it. You know what I'm saying? Like I I feel like Tony did a bump and went. All right, you're going to hit him with the belt, and we're going to have you guys fight. That was it. I think that was about all the, the the thought that was put into that. I mean, we seen kind of like they were laying the groundwork last week, and this week he's already turned on him. So in the matter of two shows, they went from the hottest, you know, one of the hot tag teams and hot, you know, they were getting big pops. They were they were coming out and having good matches. And now because he said, I'm going to get all the belts in AEW, which Joe's carrying a Ring of Honor belt. What does that have to do with AEW? So what are you pissed off about? <laughs> yeah. He ain't coming after your belt. So I don't, you know, but do I want to see the match? Hell yeah. yeah. Joe versus Wardlow. I think Joe's going to, you know, he's going to wear Wardlow out. And, of course, we're going to see if Wardlow can actually get that big man up and throw him in. You know, that's a big man to be power it's a lot of man. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a good I think it's gonna be a good fight. And you know, um we all know Joe's legit. Warlow's been yeah. wrestling squash matches for about what six Jeez. months. <laughs> so yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But like I say, it's just that typical chaotic helter skelter, you know, fly by the sea of their pants booking that they're doing in A and W right now, which is why you know, we're getting this, mm. you know, the pay-per-views are always solid cards and the matches are normally good, but it's not the matches that are the problem. It's the storylines that get to them. We're starting here and we're ending here. Right. You know, yeah. it's like microwave booking. We're going to do it as fast as we can so we can eat. That's it. <laughs> mm. 
Well, gentlemen, we've gone a little over an hour tonight. Let's go ahead and shoot straight to final thoughts. Who wants to start? Sean, didn't you have something? Or did we? I know you used to talk about no, you. No, you no, buddy. no, 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 no. You go ahead. You go ahead. You go first tonight. So, all right. Wow. So, <laughs> I just want to, I just first off, I want to say, Sean, thanks for being a good sport. You know, I, I, I love <laughs> you. Start kissing my ass now, dude. No, See, don't do that. It's like with, don't it's like with my nice to me. You don't get the entire week and then start telling me how, <laughs> how nice a guy I am, you fucking asshole. I wasn't going to tell you how nice of a guy you are. I was just going to apologize, man, if anything I said or did, you know. Now you're, you. just, gonna... now you're just lying your ass off. You're not sorry, motherfucker. <laughs> You're you're ready to hit the button one more time before we go. Don't even sit there and act like hey, you're not playing. You know what? And you know what? And and Jovan sees the same screen I did. Jovan, look at the screen with the videos. I'm did looking. I not delete the video, the Jeff Jarrett video? It is gone. You're a lion. You are a lion motherfucker. I don't believe you for a second. You don't believe either one of us. You have been sending me. You have been. You want me to show you the text stream I've been dealing with for the last fucking week? <laughs> you asshole. Uh, do your do your thing. Just do your shit. Look, do your thought. Look. Just do it. <laughs> so I, he's so mad. I feel I feel like we owe him a Jeff Jared. And and since the video was gone, I do still have this though. Bam. There you go. Oh, I did, I still don't understand gone. why is this motherfucker dressed like the Undertaker two weeks in a row? I just I don't get that. <laughs> it's his last ride, brother. I mean, what do you want from him? The last outlaw. He's but the last outlaw. Oh my fucking god! But, but nah, man. I hope I it is his last ride. That's. I mean, he's got nowhere else to go. There's no other federations popping up. So oh I just want to say, god. I just want to say for my final thought, um, you know, we, I really, you know, and you can believe me or not, or not, Sean. I don't really care at this point in time. <laughs> but we do appreciate you coming in and helping us out with this because the last couple weeks, Joey K's been out of it and i know he's got you know things going on it's just a case of life getting in the way and stuff and sure you know we all love joey k here he's a valuable member of this team but we appreciate having someone that we can count on to you know fill in for any one of us now like if we're if we're out and we don't the show will not miss a beat like i know when Back in earlier this year when my mom passed away and I had my knee surgery and Joey K was going through some stuff, Jovan had to carry the show. And the show kind of went in a little bit of a different direction because it didn't have the same vibe that the show has with, you know, the, you well, know, Well, I me. mean, fuck me. A one-man show wasn't as good as a three No, no, no. Show. I'm not saying it was. <laughs> I, you, it was a bit of a different show. It was just Jovan talking to himself on the wall. Can I get my final wall. thought without someone interrupting me? Have you not seen the show? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But no, in all seriousness, though, it just it, it was a different show. Like it did, you know. But I mean, you know, it's nice to have that someone that can come step in and be the pinch hitter, and the show kind of run on the same beat. You know, it doesn't miss a beat. It's that same vibe that everybody seems to really like. You know, and I feel like we're starting to gain some traction. So I just want to say thank you for kind of being our. You know, our unofficial fourth guy, and uh, I love you, man. I love you too, buddy. I do too. I'm, and I, dude, I enjoy being here. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, I, 
I love stepping in. It's just, it, it's a natural fit. It feels good to uh, be able to do this every week with you guys. And, and, you know, whenever you need me, I'm always going to be here. And, you know, honestly, dude, I've laughed so much in the last six days because unlike some people in my life, at least your shit's funny, DDJ. So, you know, it does. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Don't get, no, 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 don't get too excited. It still pisses me off and I still hate (laughs) But at least it's funny. At least it's funny. And the tough thing is, is now that, you know, this is going on, like I even made a post on Facebook and now I'm fine. Like, you know, there's... uh, there's more Jeff Jarrett fans out there. Like we found out Ty is a huge Jeff Jarrett fan, which makes me dislike him even more now. So it's so <laughs> awesome that I didn't really get that close to him because now I don't, I told him last time, next time I seen him, I was going to break him in half. So, <laughs> and I hope it's during a meet and greet when he's talking to one of them pretty girls that he likes talking to. I'm just going to walk up and thump his ass. I swear to God. You're going to pull a, t- a Tanya Harding I'm going to, dude, I'm going to drop him like a bad habit. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be bad. But no, dude, seriously, I, I've enjoyed it and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure to be here with you guys every week. Man, you're like, you got calling out Ty. You got an impending three-way gun showdown with Joey K and, uh, you know, and Jerry and stuff, man. You're going to be. I am not doing any video. kind of three-way with Joey K and, and Jerry. That's, there's no, <laughs> let's rephrase that. That's not happening. There's a lot of scissoring going there, on there. No, 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 no. Damn it. Hey, Jovan. Ah. Ah. All right. Some multi-state three-way right there. <laughs> we crossed state right. lines. Hey, Jovan, oh. my, buddy. my goodness. Oh, was that everything for, for Sean? I feel like Sean did. Was that it? Are you good? That was your final thought? No, no, dude. Nobody, I was just saying thank you. That was his thought. Why oh, are you my rushing apologies. me, dude? I'm so sorry. See, I, I knew you're that so, wasn't it. Go ahead, Sean. We're so glad you're here. Are you done? Shut the fuck up. It's my turn. Is that is that how it works now? <laughs> hey, New Japan TV title tournament finals. It's me and you, Sean. Hey, dude. Yeah, when is the when is the final? When's the final Kingdom. Ren, Ren Narita, who I pick. My pick, Ren Narita, against your pick, Zack Sabre Jr., well, either way, it's one very, of us is walking away with that ugly fucking belt. That's <laughs> it's a very sad that day that both me and, me and the baby mama took losses in that day, but that's all right. As, yeah. as long as she lost, I won inside. There you go. There you go, bro. <laughs> that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Don't you want to wake up next to that? No, Woo! which is why she's the, the ex. It was rough, scary, man. Brother. All right, Sean. Final it thoughts, was scary. buddy. Yeah. Dude, I, I I think it's been uh, a pretty good week this last week. Last week, I was a little irritated with the way everything was going as far as how AEW went and everything. I feel like this week, they kind of bounced back. I mean, I still, the storytelling, you know, it still needs work and, and everything. But I kind of feel like I'm really happy with what's going on. We're getting a lot of good content, a lot of good matches. And things seem to be going up. Um, I would like to bring up, and we haven't talked about this yet, but did you guys, anybody here besides me hear about MJF being cast in the Iron Claw? Yes. So, so we know now where MJF has been. He's been, he's been, you know, playing Lance Von Eric, and I think that's really cool that he's going to be a part of that movie and he's getting the opportunity to do that. I'm really, really excited about this biopic that's going to be coming out. Oh, um, I, I thought about of the Von I heard Eric. about it. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, there's the just man. no, dude. I I was like I said, I I lived there. I lived I lived in Dallas back in what, was what 82, 83. I think that's right. I just been a long time ago, but I just like, dude, it was hysteria down there when those guys they lit. They were bigger than the Cowboys at that time. Like, yeah, they, they were, were bigger the Beatles, than the Cowboys. Man. They were the ones, man. And to see these guys. I mean, as tragic as the story is um, and everything, just so much great stuff that came out of that. And I think when we go back and we actually take a look at it, history is going to show that the Von Erichs Freebirds was probably one of the greatest feuds that ever happened in the history of the business. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's definitely the biggest factions, you know, as far as like the Von Eric family and the Freebirds being like the first groups. There's people who don't even know who the Freebirds are, but they, they've heard of the Freebird rule. I, yeah, exactly. And see, and that's another thing too, that this stuff's going to start coming out, which is going to give Michael Hayes and some of these guys. I had Gordy and Buddy Roberts are both gone, right? So you, you just got Jimmy Jam. So, yes. And you got Jimmy Garvin still alive, and you got Mike Garvin, on. Yeah. And I don't know who all else is still down there, but I mean, dude, there's. I am so excited about this movie that's going to be coming out, and I know it's not coming out till next year, but I'm just, I'm really, really excited to see this and see what happens with it, as well as we get another Ric Flair documentary coming out that's going to be coming out on Peacock, and, then the, and the, the, the Teddy Hart documentary that's coming out too. Um, plus, we're getting, you know. Tales from the Territories this last week was the Polynesian oh, professional so wrestling good. and the story of the island there. Man, I mean, just yep. we are getting inundated with the history of professional wrestling. And I wish more people who keep wanting to call this stuff fake or that it's not a sport would take the time to grab this information and just devour it like we do. So they'd get a little bit of an understanding and a little bit of respect for the history of this sport. And, and, you know, maybe just give it, just give it a chance, you know? Yes. Well said. I loved it. That was, that was beautiful. Well, again, I, I do what I can do. <sighs> All right. Final thoughts so we can go ahead and send them home. <laughs> Let's see. I, I I had I had a real good final thought, but my final thought has changed throughout the course of our so gentlemen, which normally happens. I I start out with one view, and by the end of the night, I feel like it's important to share another view. So I'm going to end out with this. Yes, we have been hypercritical lately about AEW's booking and storytelling. Yes, it is very well warranted because a lot of the stuff does feel like it's just thrown together and there's not a lot of story. Um, And, you know, bless the performers that are actually putting on great matches. That makes us want to see the match, even though there's no reason for the match. We're still wanting to see it because we know what the guys in the ring can do. But, and I'm sorry to Sean, but... I think what's being underlooked here is the possible storyline that could be a potential big money thing for AEW 
and it starts with Jeff Jarrett. And oh as, as much as it pains me, please understand, as much as it pains me, we have been wanting an invasion angle since WWE fucked it up with WCW so bad. We've been wanting a good invasion angle. And damn it if Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, Samoa Joe, these guys who stream out TNA Impact are not on the same programming. And if we get this TNA Originals invasion of AEW, I'm here for it. There's plenty of ways that they can make this invasion angle work. They had a working relationship with Impact. There's no reason they can't knock on that door again and make this something great. But I think that's a long-term story that's worth looking out for, is the Jeff Jarrett mix in an invasion angle. All right. But that's all I got. You guys know I love doing this with y'all every week. Joey K, we miss you, Bubba. We'll see you soon. Um, Till then, you know, I'm not going to say it's not been nice having Sean up there. He's a hell of a fill-in. Definitely feel good giving him the the keys to the car when we're not here. So I appreciate it, man. I promise I'll run the wheels off that son of a bitch, too, given the opportunity. That's what you need to do, man. Drive it like you stole that son of a bitch. But uh, <laughs> it's the, the shooting shit way. But we've all got final thoughts out the way. We've been about an hour and a half almost. So we're going to go ahead and say thank you to the ladies in accounting, to the jobbers out there in catering, to the genres podcasting network that proudly presents this show every week, most of the time proudly. And to you, the shooters, for listening, just like Sean, who ended up being a damn but good backup for us. So. Keep listening. Maybe we'll do another takeover listener spot, have somebody else on. And I think we still have a guy named Jerry out there that we need to wrap up a storyline with on shooting shit. So that might happen. But, uh, oh, oh, the guns. Oh, the guns. We're not talking about Austin and Colton gun. (laughs) No, no ass boys here. Just scissoring. No ass boys. Do not forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Follow the show on Twitter at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T and thanks for listening.